from Samach Gimel Amir Aleph, 63a, about three lines down on the page. Amir Belezer, Kal Adam She'inay Isha, Ene Adam, any man who's not married is like, a, is like he's not, a, not fully a man. Shemad says, Zachar Nekeva Baram, Shem created Adam as male and female created. Adam, and then he called them Adam. So in other words, to not be together, so it's not Adam. call Adam like any man who does not own real estate, any Adam is not a man. The heavens are given to over to Hashem, and the earth is given over to mankind. And continuing, what is it that it's written in the Torah? It says that I will make for him a helper opposite him. So what it says is like this. If, if you are meritorious, then he will, the wife will help. If you're not meritorious, then she'll be against him. Make a damn those who explain Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Rabbi Lezer asked it as a contradiction. It's written it's read as if he is meritorious, then she will be opposite him. But if he is not meritorious, then she will actually hit him. It's written, I will make for him a helper. So it says in the Torah about How does a woman help a man? If a man would bring wheat, he would have to eat wheat plain. If a man would bring flax, he would have to wear flax plain. The wife takes the material that he brought home from the field and finishes it into its perfect father. Does she not then put, bring light into his eyes and have stand them on his feet? So the what, what makes a man into a man, it, it helps him helps him finish his top get in this world is, is what his wife is able to, to bring to the table. It says that when he is together with Chava, it says, now I, this time, it is bones from my bones and flesh from my flesh. This teaches us that Adam, according to some, was actually intimate with each animal, but it was not the set, the right fit until he actually was together with Chava. And then he was like, okay, this is who I'm meant to be with. Says, and in you will all the families of the earth be blessed, right? Talking about um, Abraham. Amalek Hadish Baruch Hu Abraham. Hadish Baruch Hu speaking to Abraham Avinu. I have two things that will be grafted onto you. Rus from Moavi and Naama from the Ammonim. Kol Mishpachis Adama, Afilo Mishpachis. All the nations of the earth. This teaches that even, even nations that are only dwell on the land, they only are blessed through the being connected to Israel. Even ships that go from Galia, which is Gaul, up until Asfamia, which is Spain, they're only given a blessing for the sake of Israel. In the future, all people who work in as huge craftsmen, they will end up becoming farmers. Shemat says, Viyardu, man, me aniyay sehem, kol tevsei mashayt, malachim kol chayv lehayam. All those who handle different elements of the 
of the sea, they will end up coming down from their they'll come down to the to the earth. There's nothing that is considered to be a lower level of making a business, of earning a living, than being a farmer. It says by Yardu, and he goes down. He once sees a land that has been plowed all the way across its, in, in plows and furrows. If you yourself were to be plowed along your length and your width, still better to do, deal with business in the Shmata business rather than being a farmer. Rab once is walking amongst these grains that are growing. Hanu, Chazinu the knife, and he sees that the the grains are blowing in the wind. Amar Luhi said, "In naifas, it's nufe hafuche be'iskat haminach. You can blow as much as you want, but nonetheless, if you are in a business and the medical supplies, give selling massage tables, that's better than being a farmer." Amar Rava, me'azuzay be'iska kol yema b'servachamra. If you have a hundred zuz, then means you'll be able to eat meat and drink wine every day. You invested 100 zoz in land. You know what's going to happen? You'll have salt in your vegetables. That's the only, only uh, revenue you're going to see. Um, in Chazal's times, they didn't have inflation the way that we have today. That's the only thing that's a good hedge against is real estate. But not just that. But you have to sleep on the ground because you have to guard your field in certain time periods. And you get into fights where the surveying of where the borders are. You plant what you need for your house, but late husband, but don't buy it. Even though they're the same price. Hani mivarchen, something that you grow yourself that has a special bracha. Zabin so sell your possessions before you actually become poor. Hani mili That's only said about the bistraki, right? The um, the bistraki, the the mattress. But not a coat, because a, a cloak, because a cloak is not necessarily, you might not have one for a place. This is more good advice. If you have a problem with your, with your property and you're trying to figure out how to fix it, you have a small plaster hole, okay? So just plug it up. Don't try to make it wider so then you can put your sheetrock in and perfectly close it up. Now, but if you have to do your shvites, then it's kind of fine, but don't break it down and build it anew. Miss masking. Anybody who's busy dealing with uh, with uh, renovations, as we know, there's always cost overruns, and contractors never keep to the bill and uh, the budget, and therefore you'll become poor. ara. Jump if someone offers you a land deal. itza. Take your time. Be patient when getting married. itza. What you should do is you should always marry someone who's coming from a a, a place. A lower social status, lower social status than you, so that you won't have to support her on a higher level. However, go up a step in choosing the Shishvinim who are going to accompany you, the groomsmen. When bad things come to the world, they only come to the world because of B'nai Yisrael who are not behaving properly. Shemet says, It says, that um, I've cut off nations and their their desolation has overtaken their corners. I made their streets of waste. I said, You will, but you will fear me. You will take muster from me. You will receive correction. He said to him, May Hashem 
the merciful, compassionate one, may you save you from that which is worse than death. And what's actually worse than death? He went out and he thought about it and he saw a passage. He says, I find more bitter than death, the woman. Rav was constantly bothered by his wife. If he said, make me lentils, she instead made him chimtzi. Chimtzi, if he asked for peas, then chimtzi, then she made him lentils. She would never do what he wanted. Funny, it's somewhat ironic that Remchia, who's Rav's uncle, tells him, make, very, make sure, be very careful not to marry a woman who's not good for you. And he ends up marrying a woman who's not good for him. I mean, this woman, whatever he asks for, he makes, she makes him the exact opposite suffer. He got a chia beret when, when Rav's son Chia is growing up. Afechla. So Rav's son, sorry, Rav's son Chia realizes, you know what? My mother has a little bit of a problem. And she's got this uh, oppositional defiance disorder where she always does the opposite of what people ask her to do just to get them. So he started asking, you know, if his father said, go ask mommy for lentils, then he would tell his mother, dad asked for peas. And then she would make lentils. Amar Leib, so Rav said to him, your mother's gotten out of the lentils. She started making the food that I'm asking for. So Amar Leib said to him, I know the cafe, I switched it. Amar Leib, she says back to him, this is what people say, that your children teach you about things that are on a higher level. In other words, I should have been doing this the whole time. But you should not do this. Remember, it says, Limdu l'shenem davashaka, habe v'shem, v'chulub. You should not teach yourself to say lies. So therefore, don't do this, even though ultimately it is going to help me get the supper that I want. And we're trying to trick mom who's doing the wrong thing. But that being said, you're actually lying. You're telling mommy that I, I wanted peas. That's not what I said. I said I wanted, um, you know, uh, lentils. Bechia was also constantly bothered by his wife. He would find something nice for his wife. He would wrap it up and he would bring it home for her as a present. But she's constantly making pain for you. Why are you bringing her presents? It's enough for us that they raise our children. And they save us from sin, from having impure thoughts. Yehuda was once reading his son. And he quoted the Pasuk in Kahalas in Ecclesiastes saying that, and I find more bitter than death, the woman. She said to him, man. Who's an example of a woman who's more better than death? Like your mother. What do you mean? But we also have a different statement from Yudah speaking to Yudah But a man only finds satisfaction from his first life. She says, Your father should be blessed. And you should have joy from the wife of your youth. Ramalei said to him, Who's an example of this? And he said, Like your mother. So he's saying he does find joy from his mother. Rather than he's saying, your mother's more better than death. She was a very compassionate, tempestuous type of relationship where she was um, right? So she's very easy to become angered and therefore she's difficult to deal with. On the other hand, she's very easy to appease. So she had both elements to her. What's the example of a bad wife? She prepares for him a, a meal, but on the other hand, she also prepares for him her tongue to say nasty things, right? And it's not worth it. It's all the best food in the world, but if you're getting nasty tongue lashings, it doesn't, it doesn't taste good. She prepares for him a tray of food, and then she turns away and eats without him. 
When you get married to a woman, your, your sins go away. She never says, Whoever finds a wife finds something that is good, and he gets the favor of Hashem. Marava in the West, in Eretz Yisrael, so when a man get married to a woman, Amrile, they would say to him, Did you find or are you finding? One Pasuk says, if you find a wife, you find good. So that's why they would say to him, Matzah, did you find wife, find good? Uh, some, or they would say to him, did you find? In other words, which category of woman did she fall into? Did she fall into the category of Matzah, found something good, or Matzah, you found something bad? You have a bad wife, you should mitzvah to divorce her. You're actually supposed to get divorced from her. Let's say you have a wife who's a bad wife, but she has a huge ksuba, a very large uh, prenup. You should marry another woman by her side. People say, so that now she'll be busy with the uh, with the co-wife, and you won't have to worry about the uh, you know other things. I'm a rabbi. Kashi ishara kiyim sagir. A a difficult wife is as hard as a rainy day. She never says dalaf teirid biyim sagir. The eshas midyanim nish tava. So it says in in Mishlei, it basically compares the drip uh, drip of rain on a you know really bad rainy day to the woman who is difficult to deal with. I'm a rabbi. Boyerei kamateva. Come and see how precious. And how bad a woman is who's not a good wife, and how good a woman is a good wife. How good is a woman who has a good wife? It says, whoever finds a wife finds good. If the Pasuk is speaking about her, how precious is a good wife who the, 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 the verse um, gives praise to her? And if it's talking about um, actual Torah, how good is the good wife that the Torah compares itself to her? How bad is the bad wife? And I find more bitter than death, the woman. Right? The woman is a reference to a specific kind of woman. If the Pasuk is talking about her, an actual wife, and how bad is the bad wife if the Pasuk is actually talking about her in this disrespectful way? How bad is the bad wife that even Gehenna is compared to her? I'll bring something upon them that they will no longer be able to outrun. This is a bad wife with a very big suba. He can't get divorced. So Hashem has put me into their hands. I'm not even able to withstand. This is a bad wife with a large uh, dower, a large um, prenup. This is someone who has mazainus in his in his uh, hands, and his sons and daughters are given to another nation. This is referring to a father's wife, a stepmother. I'll provoke them with a nation that is not um, not on the same page as them. Once again, this is that type of wife who has a large dowry and is very difficult to deal with. Rabbi Lezer Eimer, is referring to the Tzedukim. The Nabal said in his heart that there is no God. Right, the the fool, the Nabal, has said that. Elu anche barbaria, anche moritania. 
They walk around the street naked. Nothing more disgusting to HaKadosh Baruch Hu than someone who walks around in the streets naked. Now, presumably, presumably it's not quite naked, but maybe it's, you know, maybe like loincloth, right? It's basically what people walk around today in America. It says a new thing, right? A new thing about uh, something which is, which is unacceptable to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So it says, um, these are the Chabarim. Chabarim are the, a group of people, right? Who the Gemara does not speak nicely of. The, the Chabarim have come to Babel. So he falls over. They said to him, they're, they're, These are the, the Chabarim who are willing to accept bribes. He said, Okay, fine, those we could deal with. In other words, this is how we deal with but this is how we deal with politicians. Goes about Gimel of Gimel. So they said there's three different decrees as a punishment for three different things the Jews have done. They said that you can't have shechita because of matanis because of the gifts that weren't given properly to the Kehanim. They said no more going to the bathhouse because the people weren't being mocked and the tires and the properly. They actually took dead people and they uncovered them, disrespected them because Jews were celebrating on their own holiday. Shemar says. And then there'll be the hand of Hashem will be against you and against your fathers already dead. This is a reference to the hand of Hashem against the fathers who are no longer alive. It's a reference to exhuming the dead. With the, the chet of the living ones, the dead ones are going to be um, uncovered. They'll not be gathered, they'll not be buried, they will be for, uh, you know, um, uh, feces on the face of the earth. Death will be chosen rather than life. Death will be chosen for the wicked. So if they don't live in this world, then sin and fall into Gehenim. It's written in the book of Ansira. A good wife is a special gift for her husband. It's written. Shall we put in the in the cake of the man who is God fearing? The woman who is evil is like Saraf to her husband. What do you do? How do you solve this? Very simple. Get divorced and then you'll no longer have Sarafs. A woman who is beautiful, how fortunate is her husband. The number of his days are doubled. Do not look at the charming woman who's married to someone else. Can't be lucky to Mitsudasa so you don't get caught in her trap. Don't hang out with her husband and drink wine and beer with him. Many people have been destroyed by a beautiful woman and she has killed many people to die. Many are the are the wounds of a Rachel. Rachel is a peddler, right? So last week's parsha we talked about But the Torah and the Chachamim are constantly in vain against the behaviors of the peddlers who typically were engaging with women in a very uh, intimate way on a very regular basis and knew how to flirt. And oftentimes it did not end well in terms of their Yiddishkeit. Those who sin regularly are like a spark that lights coals. Like a coop full of chickens. 
Olea Mirma. So too, their houses are full of uh, Mirma, deceit. Al Tatar Tsarat Macher. Don't borrow trouble. Don't worry about something that's going to happen tomorrow. You don't know what today's going to be like. Maybe tomorrow will come. You'll no longer be around. You're worrying about it someday. It never came to pass. Make sure there's not too many people in your house. Don't bring everyone into your house. Many people will ask about the welfare. Say over a secret to one out of a thousand people. I'm going to ask you. The ben ben uh, the Mashiach will only come when all of the bodies in the guf, all sorry, all of the souls in the guf will be born. The spirit that wraps me up is from me and the souls which I have made. Anybody does not involve himself in being fruitful and multiplying as if he as if he spilled blood. says, Anybody who sheds man's blood by man, will his own blood be shed? Sebas is written afterwards. Atem piru and you should be fruitful and multiply. As if he's lessening the, the image of God. For in the image of God, in the image of God, Hashem has made man. Sebas is written afterwards. Atem piru and you should be fruitful and multiply. And as he says, those who don't, who don't have children, it's as if they have spilled blood and they have caused Hashem's, uh, the most, Hashem's um, visage to be limited, deficient in some way. Hashem says, you should be fruitful and multiply. Some people speak well and they also act well. They act well, but they can't, they're not good teachers. You're teaching well, but you're not acting well. Benazi never got married. What can I do? My soul is married to the Torah. I have a deep, deep, over, overwhelming desire to connect to the Torah. And I can't be connected to a wife. It's going to take away from my learning. This world can be fulfilled and be carried on by others, not by me. Anyone who is not involved in prayer of Rivia, as if he's spilling blood. Who spills man's blood. The Samachle and Abbott's written, Matem Peru, and you should be fruitful multiplier. It's as if you'll cause to become deficient in the image of God. And as it says, And they said the same thing to Benazi. And when the Aaron rested, he would say, Shuva Hashem, Rivva Sal, he shall return to Hashem to the tens of thousands and the thousands of Israel. It teaches that Hashem's presence does not rest in less than 22,000 Jews. The Jewish people were one less than 22,000. And someone was not involved in himself in being fruitful and multiplying. He comes out that he's causing the Shekhinah to leave Kali Israel. He's going to be liable to death punishment. And they had no children. It says in the Pasuk about the deaths of Nadav and Aviyu, they had no children. And it's, the implication is that the reason why they died is because they had no children. They would not have died. Hashem's presence to leave to be a God to you and to your, your children after you. If your children are around after you, then, then the Hashem's presence is going to rest on you. If there is no no um no Hashem's no children after you, Almi Shaira, 
who is Hashem's presence going to rest on? On the wood and on the stones, but not on people. And that's not what we want, right? We need Hashem's presence to be resting on actual people because the idea of saying that Hashem's presence is to be found in a, in a specific location without it being a location that is the holiest place for people, there's no such thing. Hashem's presence is not going to be confined to a location unless it's really being confined to a people in a specific time. Okay, tomorrow night, Hashem, uh, we'll pick up again at 8.45 and, and I guess